There's a famous event known as the Mubahala, and this event is very significant in terms of identifying the, the family of the Prophet ﷺ. So Christians came from Najran, which is in Yemen. And the Prophet ﷺ told them about the oneness of Allah Ta'ala. And they did not accept the message of Tawheed initially. So Allah Ta'ala sent down Wahi saying, okay, if someone here is not telling the truth about God, let us come together, us and you, our women and your women, our sons and your sons, and let us all invoke together the curse of God upon the liars. This is the, this is the Mubahala. And when the Prophet ﷺ came out to engage uh, the Christian community, you know, on this, you know, occasion, he had with him Ali, and Fatima, and Hassan, and Hussein, radiallahu So in the, in the verse of the Qur'an, it mentions our sons. It says, like, our sons and your sons. So because of that ayah, they would proudly introduce themselves as the sons of the Prophet ﷺ. But in reality, biological reality, they were his grandsons, Hassan and Hussein. Today we're talking about Hassan. And the story around the name of Hassan is a very interesting story to me. It speaks to kind of the light-hearted beauty of the Prophet ﷺ. When Fatima, because of course Hassan is the son of Sayyidina Ali and, uh, and Fatima al-Zahra when she conceived uh, Hassan, the Prophet ﷺ naturally asked Ali, what are you thinking about a name? What name have you decided upon? And Sayyidina Ali, given, uh, <laughs> given his love for battle, and, 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 and combat and, and the valor and the, you know, some people, they, 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 they pursue dignity through combat. Sayyidina Ali said, Harb, war. I'm going to name him war. And the Prophet said, ah, I think Hassan is better. And so this is how he was given the name Hassan instead of Harb. Hassan uh, was dear to the Prophet and the Prophet said, Hassan is from me. Whoever makes him happy makes me happy. Whatever worries him or vexes him vexes me. All of us know the beautiful narration of the Prophet when he was praying and he was, he was in sajda. And Hassan and Hussein both, they came upon the back of the Prophet and some of the Sahaba عنهم, narrating this event, they said the Prophet was in Prostration. He was prostrating for so long, we thought maybe he had passed away. Only after the prayer did he turn to us and say, My grandsons, they climbed upon my back and I stayed in the, the position of prostration because I didn't want to disturb their play. Right? This is the great affinity, the great love, the great tenderness that existed between the Prophet and, and Hassan. Hassan's life though, his entire life is uh, a testament to his bravery, to his courage, um, to his nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to his you know, adherence to the way of the Prophet But you do also see in his life great tragedy and you see um, a struggle. And I think for me, 
this makes him even more relatable and it makes his example even more valuable. Hassan was actually one of the bodyguards of Uthman when he was assassinated. So the idea that he himself had anything to do with Uthman's assassination was preposterous. But after Uthman, there became a lot of clamor and controversy about bringing his killers to justice. In Sham, in Damascus, you had Muawiyah and Bani Umayyah, and they refused to pledge allegiance to Ali until Uthman's killer was brought to justice. Then, of course, we know that Ali was assassinated. Then Muawiyah himself said, no, the Khilafah is mine. I am the leader of the Muslims. But you had a group of Muslims, mostly in Iraq and in the Hejaz, their allegiance was to Hassan. And there was just a you know, great fitna. This is actually called, in our history, the first fitna. This is the schism. You have a group of Muslims that are allied to Muawiyah and Bani Umayyah, and you have a group of Muslims that are allied to the Ahlul Bayt, to the family of the Prophet and to Hassan. And a fight is brewing. What's interesting about this story is that you had great correspondence between them. This is, we differ about like how a person holds their hands in prayer. And we're disparaging each other, ridiculing each other, intimidating each other, mocking each other. They were differing about the governance of the Muslim community and the letters between them were actually very respectful. Muawiyah speaking with great deference to Hassan. Hassan speaking with great respect to Muawiyah but they could not really come to terms and they were preparing to meet in battle. However, Hassan had a change of heart. On his way to do battle with Muawiyah, Hassan said, if Muawiyah, this is a direct quote of, of, of Sayyidina Hassan, if Muawiyah is the rightful leader of the Muslim community, then he's in his place. If I am the rightful leader of the Muslim community, I have ceded that place to Muawiyah. So the matter has ended. And I think there is more benefit in, in my decision for the Muslims. It broke my heart to hear that when Hassan said that he was attacked by members of his own brigade, the tent in which he was stationed was looted. There was a man named Gerard ibn Sinan who broke through and wounded. So after his tent was looted, Hassan started back to Kufa and he had a, like a security detail. Gerard ibn Sinan said, you're a disbeliever like your father. Now, this is the mentality of somebody Khariji. This is the mentality of someone that, you know, is inflexible, intolerant and thinks that their opinion is somehow synonymous with God's opinion. He said, because you're willing to negotiate with Muawiyah, if the truth is really that you are the leader of the Muslims, this is disbelief. And he tried to stab Hassan, but he only stabbed him in the, in the leg. Hassan didn't even retaliate, and the people with him didn't even retaliate. They just made their way back to Kufa. Eventually, Hassan succumbed to poisoning that it's um, most historians 
say that it was his wife, one of his wives, but she did it at the behest of the ruler of, of the Muslims. Many people dispute that. My point is that the reason that Sayyidina Hassan is an absolute exemplar, because many people say the last thing to leave the heart of a good man is love of leadership. The last thing to leave the heart of a good man is love of leadership. This is the grandson of the Prophet and no one could assume that they had greater right to the leadership of the Muslims than he. And rather than have Muslim blood be shed, he would rather enter into a treaty, into sulha. He would rather, he would rather enter into an armistice rather than have Muslim blood be shed. So we uphold the istiqamah, the probity, the righteousness, the uprightness of all of the companions of the Prophet ﷺ. All of them. Muawiyah is a companion of the Prophet ﷺ. But in this video, we're talking about Hassan's virtue. His willingness to step back for the greater good of the community. For the greater good of the ummah of the Prophet ﷺ. This is a lesson that we're all in need of. Sometimes it's not about being technically right. It's about being righteous. Sometimes we're presented with uh, you know, options that are that clear. Do you want to be right or do you want to be righteous? Hassan chose to be righteous.